I'm Adrian. I'm Hannah. And this is Chit Chat. Cool. Jesse Bad as our guest, uh, which is really exciting. It really is. Um, we've known Jesse for a while, both of us. Yeah, um, you've probably known him longer. I've known him longer. So I first met Jesse, I think it was at AOC um, back in like grade nine or grade Cute. 10, which was like, like the, home, the youth, the homeschool, oh, was homeschool choir weekend. So it was like Cute. a one weekend a year um, where people would show up. They'd receive the music early, like a couple weeks or a month or so early, and then you would learn it a little bit and then you'd show up for this weekend and you'd practice it and then there would be a concert at the end yeah so homeschoolers loved it like it was the highlight of the it. year <laughs> i actually have such fond memories of i it. did too yeah there was a coffee house we did a bunch of stuff and the coffee houses were kind of legendary like they i definitely were. met some crazy musicians there like, that's when you guys met ones. though and like, that was one of the first that would times be like that where we, i met like yeah. we played music Everybody? together too i met mark limus there cute yeah. um, yeah. Wow, what a formative weekend. So there was one one AOC that me and Jesse did a cover of um, the Black Keys. What song was oh, that? Do you I remember, remember that remember one? That. I was going to say, I remember doing Ophelia by the Ophelia. Oh, that's that's what I was thinking. Sorry. Then, Wait, it was Ophelia yeah, this, by the Lumineers. We were sick, I know, and we yeah, were yeah. home for it because it went really well in rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. Man, you're singing all weekend. And yeah. uh, we got there, I got up on stage. Huge voice crack huge there. Huge voice crack. Oh, <laughs> when you were singing like, Ophelia? At yeah, the best huge, note. Yeah, at the Ophelia. best note. At the part we were stoked about. It <gasps> sounded incredible. Wait, Jess, which note? Which Jesse, note? like, he nailed it with, like, a gritty voice. Like the, in, oh, in, in oh, rehearsal. That one? No, no the, I, I got oh. a little bit. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even remember the lyrics anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the in the performance, your voice crack? In the performance. Huge voice crack in my But it was so fun. No, you know what? My crush told me afterwards that she thought it was really funny. And oh cute. wow! So there we go. It wasn't. It was a win. That's it was a, a huge win. win. <laughs> Plus, Adrian played some sick piano, like so. It was like yeah, it was the fun. performance overall. Ding a 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 But he had like solo lines. Yeah, it was great. It was lots of fun. So that's really cute. But that was that was like seven, eight years ago type thing. Cute. So but yeah, that was one of the first times that Jesse and I played music together. And uh, that I met him. What's Started your like, introduction to I honestly see? don't. I think it must have been in the dorm. Redeemer I think dorms. Yeah, in my Redeemer dorm. You were friends with one of the girls I lived with. But I don't even And it was him. also, I think it was also music. Yeah. Like, I remember yeah. um, jamming to Can't Feel My Face. Yeah, we would mash by it up the with weekend. random things. Yeah, we would mash <laughs> it up. And we would jam to that. And I remember Jake Volk being there. Oh, no way. He, I'm sure he came with me yeah. at least once because me and him carpooled to Mohawk a lot. Okay. So I'm sure at least once or twice he came up to Redeemer with me. But yeah, yes. I was at Redeemer a lot back yeah. then. Yeah. And we would we jammed to Can't Feel My Face. But then I don't really know how we like were became they, friends. But were there like coffee houses that we even did at Redeemer? Like I feel oh, like there was a, you that, played a show with us once, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I Redeemer. came in and hopped in on bass or something. Yeah. It was like Redeemer's Got Talent or something, yep. wasn't it? Yep. It was like a You Asked Me Like in the Morning or something. It was pretty wild. That was oh, so funny. man. And then I feel like when I commented on someone's Instagram saying I wanted mm -hmm. to be in your band, like I wanted to be in PJAM, when you and yes. Calvin and... Wait, we started The three with of you... Yeah, yeah, you did. Because <laughs> Calvin reminded us of this yeah, on Calvin the podcast, actually. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't listened to the one with Calvin, go listen to it. But... <laughs> We jammed in, at your parents' place. Remember I that? I think like first in the in yeah. the attic area up there. You, me, and Cal. Yeah. So Calvin uh, asked me, like he messaged me on Instagram and was like, "Yo, a mutual friend of ours said we should jam. Let's jam. Let's do it." I had no idea who he was. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, sure, come on over. And then he was like so much more good at this is not a grammatical sense better. Like, better. so much better at music than me. it was like wild i was like oh i'm glad this random guy messaged me but then i think i invited adrian over right. that's kind of i don't know if that's when you met him but maybe not i saw you yeah. post someone posted a video yeah. and i commented something like i want in something like that yeah <laughs> and then next thing i knew i was in yeah, this was like the, the power, loft above the my power of house. Instagram. Yeah, yes. and then well, for real though, like I, honestly, for, for all the bad things I and we as a society have to say about Instagram, mm-hmm. it's brought a lot of really cool stuff into my life. Mm-hmm. Like I've made a lot of friends through there that are friends in real life now. Yeah. Of, and your wife. Like, and my wife. Whoa, so <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, my best friend of all yes. time yeah. is from. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, granted, these are all local people, so I might have met them eventually. Yeah, but uh, sometimes I have it. You know, like people will go on Instagram fast and stuff, and they'll like mm-hmm. delete Instagram and right. which is amazing. Yeah, like, highly support it. You judge? But, you judge? No, no, I don't judge. <laughs> but part of me is like, man, people have met super cool people through Instagram. So if I delete it, am I missing out on something? <laughs> am I missing out on meeting my future wife? <laughs> meeting my future wife. I think you are. I <laughs> I, I feel like it. People who are deleting it's usually because they've waited out and they've been like, way more bad is coming into my life than good. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly still say that right now in this current moment, it does mm-hmm. definitely bring some some negative things, but the positive things way outweigh it. Right. And so yeah. um, there may come a day where I'm like done with it, but it's, yeah. it is not this day. Not yeah. this day. Shout out to Instagram. Shout, Shout, out, to Instagram. <laughs> Shout out to Mark Zuckerberg for so just... We, yeah, I guess then fans. we've kind of gotten to know Jesse and... Like now we play a lot of music with Jesse. Yeah, and, and we go to the, we go same, to the church. same church as Jesse. Same friend group, same community and stuff. But um, same vibe. Live close together. Yeah, <laughs> Hamilton life, all of that. Yeah. But Jesse, if you kind of had to like describe yourself, like what do you do? You know, yeah. who are you? What are you about? Like, what am I about? Right I yeah. I think I would like want to bring people into closer communion with God and with each other through music and hospitality well and um yeah i just want to make like hamilton or wherever i end up in mm-hmm. the world a more musical and less lonely place hmm. love it wow. and i feel like you do that you jam with just about anyone true i mean you have boundaries but like <laughs> <laughs> but like i don't i feel like you're not like i'm sure. too good to jam with you like well i'm yeah. literally no. not so it's actually it's actually just being real but fair yeah but in terms of like what you do or like sure, yeah. your life like your job your time my job my time yeah, like, so m- most of my time during the week goes to i'm just free a freelance uh media i guess so Mm -hmm. it's most of my income comes from either music production of some sort or graphic design of some sort Mm -hmm. so those are uh maybe someday i'll I'll niche down but right now i'm kind of enjoying being a bit of a generalist so right now there yeah there's a few artists who come and maybe have like a kind of an idea of a or a song that they've written Mm -hmm. on guitar or piano and they need it kind of to be fleshed out into a full song Mm -hmm. or there's also this gig i've had making kids music for um an educational kids show that my dad works on and then uh, as far as graphic design and stuff, it'll be usually like a business that wants a branding mm-hmm. update and maybe a little bit of web design and just mm-hmm. overall communicating better through visuals. So, Love it. That's yeah. sick. A little bit of, like it's all over the place. Yep. Like it could be anything really. It could be anything. I tr- I'm trying to say no to some things that are like 
you know what? It, it, yeah, like if I think I'm not, if it's like maybe it has to meet three, two of three criteria. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm good at it. It brings in money, and it's something I want to learn. If it doesn't, if it only meets one of those criteria, mm-hmm. I don't think I'll do it. So if mm-hmm. it's like a lot of money, but I'm bad at it, and will just kind of like hate my life through the whole process, and I don't even really want to learn it, that's not good. Mm-hmm. If it's like I want to learn it, but I'm bad at it and won't make money then it's like i probably don't have time for it mm-hmm. um, so generally if it meets two of those criteria i'll, I'll take the gig so mm, cool so I, I tried to say no to some yeah. stuff but mm-hmm. right. um so one of the things we want to ask you about well nate also was like ask jesse about this i got to ask him about it and it was the best thing ever Whoa. and so he wanted us it would be cool if Adrian and Hannah asked Jesse about it. This is my neat impression. Yeah, yeah. It's really so that, good. <laughs> yeah, is it? Thank you. You didn't want to channel your inner moose voice? No, not today. <laughs> Who's moose again? No, well, like, Nate, Nate we Nate. think Nate sounds like if a moose were to have a voice. Yeah. Like a cartoon moose? Yeah, yeah. cartoon moose. It's so true. Yeah, with Nate's <laughs> like, voice. With like like I love that. Hey, he does how's it going? look how's it going? like a moose, <laughs> even a little bit, but it's but somehow like he embodies the spirit somehow, of one. Somehow, exactly. I like that. Like with like a Canadian hat I, on. Can I yeah, just yeah, say yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a totally cartoon, like one that would be on a postage stamp. <laughs> and also like, you know how it's like kind of rare to see, like moose sightings are kind of rare, mm-hmm. but like predictable, like you can go at dawn and dusk. Okay. I think that's kind of like Nate too. Like, I think that, <laughs> I think that's it's kind of rare to see him. Like I think he's kind of a hard cat to, to hang I'd out with. I'd be very excited to see if I ever saw Moose and I'm equally excited whenever <laughs> I see Nate even though like you said it's not insanely hard to find him. Oh man. But okay. yeah like he's wow. predictable. Anyways. Okay. Anyways. Thank you. So we wanted to just ask you about how you choose to organize your day because you're fully independent now. Yes. Working. And so how do you balance work-life balance, work-art balance, how do you choose your scheduling, your workflow habits? Mm, priorities. Your priorities. Yeah, okay. All of that. Okay, okay, okay. So it's kind of interesting. I in, in the last like few months, I've found that I've been less volatile energy-wise than I used to be, but, but a lot of people know what it's like to have sort of like a bit of energy in the morning and then they have maybe like a slump in the afternoon. You know, mm-hmm. people talk about the afternoon mm-hmm. slump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, I actually haven't had that as much as lately. I don't really know what's changed because I'm still like eating not terrible, but not amazing, working out, but not that hard, yeah. sleeping a good amount, like, you know, living a pretty normal life. Yeah. But anyway, even when it, you are in one of those phases where you're having an afternoon slump, like generally what I try to do is really organize uh, my day into like one main task that's like this is the the only thing that has to happen today mm-hmm. it's really important and it's it's either like completing a task or it's like uh brainstorming something or it's sort of getting a really good rolling start on it so an example of that would be like let's say this kid show that i'm working on needs a certain song for it um that task might be writing it and getting like the initial chord progression set up in my DAW ready to go that can like Mm -hmm. that takes a fair bit of brain power and that will probably take like half a day Mm -hmm. and i would like to get other things done in the day but that's like my one thing like some people Mm -hmm. call that a frog swallowing the frog or maybe it'll be that i already got that thing started it's like you need to finish it some people call it swallowing the frog so it's like well nothing else bad can happen today oh i see people a lot of people push back on that because they're like well, you shouldn't make those things you do like the worst thing in your day. And I agree, but I think there's some things that are like, they might be the most gratifying, but they are the hardest. So Mm -hmm. it's not that they're the worst, but Mm -hmm. it's the hardest. And I try to make 
either it's like one thing or it's like a bunch of things consolidated that are so related that it feels like part of the same process mm-hmm. so um here i can i can look at like a few from my past but week. if you only set one goal for the day do you find that you don't like once you finish that goal that you don't work hard to get other goals done no because usually at that point you just like so, some days you're so toasty and kind of tired that you don't find yourself being able to do a ton later but yeah usually after that um you can just kind of like you, you, you at that point you've sort of like gotten the dopamine rush of like oh it's fun mm-hmm. getting things done and then mm-hmm. you'll just kind of move into other things so then then your afternoon can be more shallow work like mm-hmm. things like so don't so during that period that's like your deep work period don't check email try not mm-hmm. to go on your phone try not to do anything except for the task until you've gotten to the point where it like becomes the most mm-hmm. fun thing I don't know if you guys ever had this, but like some people love to work on airplanes and that's totally me. I don't, I don't fly very often, but the odd time I have, I've just gotten some of the best work done Mm. in my life. And it's because since like plane Wi-Fi is so expensive, there's no way to entertain yourself. And sometimes like that random file organization on your computer Mm -hmm. or whatever is available to you, or if you brought a task to do, Mm -hmm. it's like the most fun possible Mm. thing. Mm. And uh, so honestly, like the, the... the way to be productive, I feel like, is to try to make as much of your life as possible something that you are passionate about or at least enjoy. But then whatever, even even with, for the parts that you don't enjoy, figure out a way to make it the most fun thing in the room. So mm-hmm. some people go pretty extreme with like shutting off their Wi-Fi or finding things to get rid of in the room so that mm-hmm. like what they're working on is the most entertaining thing their brain can oh, okay. do. Your brain just wants a challenge, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a game to play. That's why video games are so addictive is because mm-hmm. they're like designed to be kind of entertaining but also challenging. challenging so it's like it's even more addictive than watching a movie even though yeah. movies and yeah. tv shows can be addictive because like you also have the challenge so that's why work and and like art and creating stuff can be really fun but it just mm-hmm. takes you getting into the zone and then once you do it becomes like the most fun thing yeah. hmm. so I'm, I'm saying this all like not so that i can be some like capitalist machine but because it's like this is genuinely just where i enjoy myself the most and like have the best days whenever i have a day where i do successfully get into the zone it's like i'll end the day i just feel so good mm. like it's mm. like genuinely a wonderful feeling when, mm. when you lose track of time working on yeah. something you enjoy so mm. i'd say like definitely some of my work sucks you, it's impossible to have a perfect job but most of my work i like enjoy and kind of like feel like is making the world a better more beautiful mm. place and like pretty much almost all of it is is enjoyable. so do you find like you're normally able to like tell yourself what to think about your work in order to enjoy it more like I'm getting better. It's like getting more and more consistent. I'd right. say like there's probably at least one day a week where it's really tough and I find I'm having a hard time right, mm. focusing. Mm. But generally I can get like three or four days where it just like crushes and like the, that, that morning thing will go really well. Do you push through a hard day or do you just say, I'm going to, I'm going to take a chill or how do you, how do you address it? Depends how day? often I've done that. If it's, mm. I have had days where it's like, I don't like take the day off or anything, but where I just am like, okay, you just mm-hmm. need a break. You're just mm-hmm. gonna do. You're just gonna answer emails and things today or whatever, mm-hmm. or something that's kind of lower information. But yeah. the the other reason to only have one task for the day, um, and then set other work throughout the day is that not only does that give you uh, margin for that, but it also is like if that task ends up taking way longer, you can push any of those other tasks to another day and mm-hmm. use like okay, now I need the whole afternoon to do this as well. Mm. So, right. So do you plan week by week then, like in terms of all of your tasks, like? I don't know. By yeah. the day. So I, I basically I don't want to make this too visual because people don't can't see the video of this, but mm-hmm. I basically have this this task list app that 
that Chloe showed me. So shout out to Chloe for recommending this. It's called Trello. Hmm. And it doesn't just have it in rows. It also has it like in cards. So mm. then those cards, so it's basically like side to side boxes. And then each of those boxes is like a downward list. So you can swipe between them or if it's on your computer, they're all in front of you. And I put them by day. Okay. That way, if something doesn't get done today, I can just move it to tomorrow. So if you oh, look at like okay. Friday, yeah, the big task there is to like edit this, master this audiobook, and make sure it's all properly mixed. And then mm. in the afternoon, there's like check in on a grant, um, yeah. clean the house and halls, check my mm. email. Those are those are the sh- those are the quote unquote shallow tasks. Mm. Okay. And it's like if uh, you know if I get this thing when I, when I get this thing done, the, I do those. But mm. worst case scenario, if I don't, I can push those away. But I can't push away that task okay. for the day. Okay. So every day has one big focus. It's huh. so interesting to me because it's kind of like in a way if you are doing your own thing if you're like freelancing a lot like do you find like the lines between work and life kind of get blurred a lot because like if you have your tasks on there and some of them are personal stuff and some of them are like work related it's like so more blurry in that so much so for Mm. sure um yeah i i basically try to meet like a small minimum financial goal and then other Mm. than that it's a mix of like personal projects even housework and stuff like that yeah. all kinds mm-hmm. of things and the weird thing is too like the personal projects like you know they don't they don't bring in money but they're what keeps getting posted on social media and so many gigs I've gotten people are mm-hmm. like yeah I heard about you because of this songtober or yeah this thing you did for someone else or like it just the list goes on and on so it's weird because you can't put a financial mm-hmm. value on them but they are important yeah totally. plus a lot of the commercial work I do is isn't actually super interesting so it's like that isn't really good content so you right. kind of have to make some stuff that you're just passionate about in mm-hmm. order to like be able to market yourself so it's weird so I, I try not to like just use that as an excuse to like only work on personal projects but yeah like even even just in terms of like the way that's you know like chloe and i kind of live our lives like she's making more money than me which is mm-hmm. dope and so not at all that we're trying to like split our lives evenly or anything like that mm-hmm. that would just be kind of silly but mm-hmm. um to that end, I try to like contribute, you know, a little bit more than my fair share on the mm. house, and like try to do a little bit more of the housework and whatnot. Mm. So mm. it's uh, it's just kind of like, hey, we have these bills to pay, mm-hmm. we have this amount we want to save, and there's all these things in life that needs to happen, and somehow all that need to get done. So let's like be a team and yeah. try to mm. make sure all those goals get met. And uh, yeah, you eat an egg every morning for breakfast. Lunch. Lunch. It's I, lunch. I intermittent fast. I like how this turned into like a Tim Ferrissy kind of like 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 uh, like uh, what's the term like life hacking podcast. Yeah. I just remember you told me that once. You like every day you eat probably six an days egg. a week. I'm sure there's one there's one right. day where something different happens. Yeah. But I it's it's nothing about health or anything. Although eggs do are pretty high in protein, but I don't like eat them with like. I'm not like eating like a scrambled egg omelet uh-huh. with veggies and stuff. It's usually just on a toast, which is mm-hmm. like not super healthy. Is it Friday? But yeah, for, almost always a Friday egg. Mm. Once in a while, I'll be like, oh, feeling crazy today, gonna boil it. But <laughs> here's the thing there's a few things, there's, there's a lot of stuff in life where it's like you hit that one high and you mm-hmm. need to chase the next. You know, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard, right? But like you get affirmation from one person, you're like, well, now I want affirmation from this other person. Right. <laughs> but there's some things in life that just straight up, I like never get tired of. Like I always like hanging out with Chloe. I always love my first morning cup of coffee, no matter how bad it is. Mm-hmm. I always <laughs> love like fried egg with with um, toast. A fried egg with toast. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. 
there's some songs that are like kind of endlessly great and it's just mm-hmm. it's kind of awesome that it's like every time I make yeah. it's like there's no way this is going to taste as good as it did yesterday and then I make myself a fried egg and it tastes as good as it did yesterday it's one of those joys so me. funny so good um, so something I feel like I don't know about you is do you cook? Uh, I like doing it but I'm not very good at it because I don't really practice like right it depends what you mean like by do you cook like I love taking a recipe and then getting to the point where you can just like stop following the uh-huh. recipe and start fooling with it and be like mm-hmm. I actually think it needs a little bit more chili paste yeah. and then like Whoa. yeah yeah you yeah. know yeah. um so it's really fun but I'm not passionate about it and so like honestly we we eat like uh me and Chloe eat a fair amount of easy meals like a few times yeah. a week she'll cook something good a few times a week I'll cook something good like and then do, at least a couple do you guys of, split up cooking yeah it just depends when like so if I finish my work early enough that I'm back from the gym already I'll start cooking dinner if I didn't finish work in time then I'll be at the gym when she gets home from work and then she'll probably do okay. it so mm-hmm. it's it depends on the day is um, Chloe a good cook yeah she's good but same as me like neither of us practice super hard so like yeah. when she puts her mind to it she's amazing mm-hmm. and like I've mm-hmm. made some good dishes in my time too mm-hmm. I just feel like neither of us are like hyper passionate about it yet i could see either of us getting really into it someday but yeah okay well and we know that you don't like potatoes yeah and chloe doesn't like tomatoes yeah so So weird right when they came over for dinner they just switched yeah at first we thought it was weird that we liked a lot of different (laughs) things and we realized it's actually super so there's there's also like i'm not a diehard pepper fan so i'll usually give her my peppers too so like if there's a salad that huh. peppers and tomatoes we're like on the fly that's quickly, so like funny. switching under the table <laughs> it's like a science at this point it's so fun oh, word. that's hilarious um so back to like the um like your work as like doing freelancing and stuff mm-hmm. i'm kind of wondering about like your creative process about like ideas because if you're doing something as work but it's like being a creative as a job and then in your personal life you also do things which are like creative in terms of like art or media or something do you find as though like what's your process for getting ideas for stuff like is it do you have ideas that just come to you that mm-hmm. you have to be in the right mood for it or is it like an idea something you, you can really specifically work hard at like how do ideas come to you great question so I actually basically went to school for ideas I went to school for advertising, which I wasn't sure what it was going to be really Mm -hmm. because I wanted to get into graphic design, but I knew I definitely wasn't, was not a very good graphic designer before I went to school or anything at all, but I did know the program super well, like a, like a Photoshop and illustrator and stuff like that. So I was kind of like, do I want to spend all that money to like go to school on a graphic design program and like learn the programs? So I was like, well, I don't know what advertising is. Anyway, advertising, it turns out, is like a mix of like learning a little bit of writing, a little bit of graphic design, a little bit of film, a little bit of photography, like a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And then a ton of classes on just straight up where they would be like, here's a problem this brand has. I want 100 ideas next week on how to solve Whoa. it. And be like, 100 ideas? I don't think I can do that. And they'd be like, you'll figure it out. And you'd have a partner and you and mm. your partner would like lock yourselves in a room for hours at a time. Wow. And so um, I but- think... So, Were, yeah. Can I interrupt? Were you Go an idea? Because I think you're an idea machine. Yeah, I am now. This was like boot camp. But like, were you, you weren't like that before? Well, I think I've always just like had an overactive imagination since I was a kid. So I'm not saying there wasn't like... The gifting. I, I'm not saying there wasn't like a little bit of a, a leaning towards liking weird ideas. My dad is also like by far the most creative mm. person I know. So mm. 
he like he just was constantly spitting out ideas for like what if there was a book or a tv show like this or like mm-hmm. what if there was a theme park like like he was always That's doing awesome. that thing so i think i was raised to like think that that was entertaining to do to like yeah. like there's these videos of me on a swing when i was a kid swinging like in our backyard it was like one of these huge swings yeah that, like you jump yeah. off the back porch and like yeah. swing right. and i would just swing around like dream up like this is if I was gonna make a water park, this is how it'd be. And then this water <laughs> slide would go here, like amazing. just for no reason. So it had yeah. like it had no end goal. <laughs> Writing a book that I knew I wouldn't write, it was just fun. So I think that was always like entertaining to me. And this sort of taught me to be like more disciplined and push mm-hmm. yourself to like not just come go with the first idea. And I I feel like I've unfortunately learned that a little bit where it's like I don't always want to come up with hundred ideas. I'd rather mm-hmm. just go with the first mm-hmm. two that come to mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which. The problem with that is like your first idea might be really good, but your 90th idea might even be better. Like mm-hmm. I found with doing that, that there was sort of a bit of a pattern of like your first 20 were pretty good. And then you would get really into the dregs of like scraping the bottom of the barrel at like around up to from like 30 to 70 or so. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere around the 80s and 90s, you'd actually start good, having good ones again. So every once in a while, those ones are your best ones. You're like, wow, glad I kept pushing. Whoa. Um, hmm. So uh, yeah, definitely boot camp part of what they would teach you is like grind really hard and then go play tennis or take a shower or Mm -hmm. something Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. your subconscious will keep working on it and Mm. I never knew the science behind that I still don't know the science behind it quote unquote but I did watch some video from like a neuroscientist talking about how like he's like okay so this guy's learning this new skill you can see this brain scan of like this is sort of what the, Mm -hmm. the pattern looks like and then watch as he's sleeping how that same pattern happens over but it's your brain's doing it like three times speed. So your brain keeps working on problems. And totally. I, it totally clicked why that is because, or, or how that works in my own life. Because I remember as a kid playing these drum patterns and just like at like 10 o'clock before bed or whatever and just playing them over and over and just being so frustrated. And I would like be frustrated and go to bed. Mm-hmm. And I'd wake up the next morning and I could play it like a breeze. Yeah. And it was like, oh man, I had no idea that my brain was just working on it overnight. And this is why for all you students, like, study really hard but like go to bed at a reasonable time yeah mm-hmm. it, you, yeah you, your brain keeps it's working so um that that was kind of it's like not even just your sleeping brain but even your subconscious brain so i try to think but not maybe think hard but don't think too long and then give yourselves time to be bored because you just mm-hmm. and i always need to remember that because i love podcasts i love mm-hmm. music so every time i have a spare moment where it's like okay i, I have time to take a break and go for a walk I'm always tempted to listen to a podcast and I do sometimes, mm. but I'm trying to force myself to like at least a few times a day, just take time to be bored. Cause that's when all sorts of crazy ideas come to you or mm. like out of the box solutions to problems you had earlier. Mm. So that's mm. really interesting. Yeah. Where's maybe a, the most unique place you've been when you've had an idea strike you. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> I love that question. Um, I wish I had a good answer for this. A lot of them come in church, but I know that's really bad. <laughs> it's Shout not, out to Pastor Ian. No, it's not. It's And the thing is, it's usually not unrelated to the sermon. It's usually like something from the right. sermon jumps to you. It's just that like, it really speaks less about sermons and mm-hmm. more about um, our society of how much we're jumping back and forth between tasks. Yeah. Well, that, that whenever you do anything where you sit still for that long, yeah. even if there's still an external stimuli of like listening to the sermon, yeah. 
it's still you not jumping back and forth between tasks. Your brain has a minute to rest and suddenly it has ideas coming at the I so, totally feel that. So it like I've listened mm-hmm. to insanely beautiful and interesting sermons that were captivating and honestly those are like even probably more prone to give me ideas. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's yeah, if any pastors are seeing people like light bulbs above people's heads in, in church, like don't worry about it. It doesn't mean you're not preaching. But good. I feel that it's like the first time in the week that I'm sitting down and just listening to something and not doing things while I'm listening for like 20 mm-hmm. minutes, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so how can you? So if not you want to have more ideas, go for walks because then you can guilt free just yeah, be scribbling true. ideas. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah. Showers um, are good too, but that's not like a really, that's thoughts. not a very, like, I feel like everybody shower. has shower thoughts, so yeah. that's not really yeah. a very u- unique Yeah, fair. One. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the swing, the swing, that's my unique place. I haven't been there in, since I was a little kid, but that would be the funniest and silliest place. The that swing, I, have ideas. I love it. So another question that we wanted to ask you, um, just thinking as well, Jesse's someone who loves people loves being uh, like in friendship and pouring into people and relationship and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to ask Jesse, like, what is it in other people that attracts you to them? Like, what is it mm. in other people that like inspires you to want to like be around them or be their friend or like, you know, Whoa, such a good Do question. You ha- if you have anything like that or not. Yeah. Like, wow. Um, People who challenge you are really fun. Like, um, well, okay, in like a really broad sense, I guess I'd answer it with like the complexity of people. So I was talking to you guys right before we went on the podcast about the Humans of New York book Mm -hmm. and just humanity is like so, has so many funny moments, so many like gut-wrenchingly terrible moments people hurt people and get hurt and yeah. take care of people really well and the, the book is just like the full human experience in one book it's like overwhelming actually to mm. go from like laughing to crying to feeling sick to just like it's it's crazy it's such a mm. go read that book um <laughs> but i think that really the complexity of it like sometimes when someone tells me a really awful story like even something terrible they've done it's like that makes me love them more because it's like it's mm. so human mm. Um, mm. and I always feel very privileged when I get to hear people's stories mm. but other oh. than that like well, I guess what attracts me to like specific people of like oh I feel like we're going to be really good friends is right. like someone who challenges you so someone who asks really good questions you guys have been killing it on this by the way great oh, questions thanks. but like um, there's different ways you can challenge them you can challenge them by asking them good questions because then it's like okay I have to think a little bit now mm-hmm. so it's, it's suddenly like your brain is gamified I think what can be really exhausting for some people is is small talk and I know this I know this is a thing that the Brinkmans and I disagree with on <laughs> like small talk I know small talk's important totally I totally get it you're like warming up slash but slash maybe like even if you don't know someone maybe you're like figuring out their vibe uh-huh. so it's important but I think whenever there's a relationship where it's always small talk or something that you're always right. only catching up yeah. with or a place where it's like all you can do all night is small talk that drives me bananas because it's like it's not really a challenge so my brain shuts off and would rather just be like and you're not chilling. present I, even though I'm an extrovert it's like I'd rather be going reading a book or watching a movie or like relaxing mm-hmm. than than doing it but what, as soon as someone has a weird question for you or like a, an inch uh, just something that's challenging or alternately when there's like a game like you're at a party and there's a game mm-hmm. that's also a challenge so so yeah people can challenge you by asking you good questions which is sort of gamifying conversation your brain mm-hmm. is doing that or 
they can challenge you by like some being someone who really likes doing cool and interesting things like mm-hmm. they're maybe they're really into sports or they're really into music or whatever or whatever it is and they inspire you so that's another way you challenge someone and then so wait sorry when you're saying challenging like you you like that they go deeper and share something potentially like do you appreciate or do you look for friendships where they challenge you in like worldview and opinion is that fun for you or is it more they challenge you because they're they're going below the surface and that can be challenging to engage with sometimes does that make sense yeah i think so uh I guess any kind of challenge where it's not like an antagonistic challenge. Obviously, if somebody is like they're being around you because they want to fight, that's mm-hmm. not great. Mm-mm. I do love a, a good like friendly to good faith debate. Mm-hmm. Good faith yeah. debates are the best. But yeah, yeah, if somebody's like actually trying to trip you up, that's not even somebody's really trying to be your friend anyway. So that's right. like that's not even on the table. But yeah, I think like some. So one way I was saying you can ch- be challenged is by somebody who who tries to like ask challenging questions mm-hmm. um and then another way you could be challenged is just by the way somebody is where it's like they're challenging because mm. they're really passionate about something and it's like ooh, this makes me want to like be more passionate about it or there's someone who even just challenges you like i have some friends who will just have crazy ideas about like let's do this fitness goal even though like mm-hmm. none of us are very fit let's like yeah try to do this or like what if we could plan this concert that we're like not prepared for in this yeah. amount of time like yeah people who do stuff like that or, or just invite you into projects they're doing mm. stuff and, and yeah just anything where there's like a challenge it's like your brain is like let's mm-hmm. go like mm-hmm. let's do this mm-hmm. yeah um that yeah what, what about you guys what do you guys value as friends um i think that i really like hanging out with people who are doing stuff <laughs> like doing stuff with their lives a little bit mm. sometimes i feel like i have a lot of friends or a lot of people in my life who don't have a lot going on and don't have a lot of hobbies that they're going after and don't have a lot of new ideas that they're engaging with, you know? And so it's exciting to have friends that are, that are going a little bit beyond like the nine to five, but I love the nine to five. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I thrive, but it's fun when you have friends. I mean, that's why I probably like being married to Nate so much is because he's always trying out new things Mm, and it's really fun. And then it makes me think because I'm not naturally a person who wants to try new things. And so I like being around people who are trying new things because it makes me like, think about it more. Think about what I should try out. That's 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 funny because it's like I'm kind of the same way. Like I don't know if I'm naturally always looking for the next mm-hmm. adventure or challenge. And so I almost like people who drag me into it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. Like people who have their own like personality and interests and hobbies and stuff. And they're very open with it mm-hmm. and about their life. That they also want to pull people into doing that with them as well. But I think the key is that they're not... Um, they're not like forcing you to be in it or not right. trying to convince yeah. you to be in it. They're just, they're going to do it regardless. Right. I, but I there's just, like an open invite. Like, yeah. And I just really like and, commitment yeah. and like commitment to an idea, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's, there's, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. That's something I like. People have kind of a create somewhat crazy idea and then they and I think actually what I like act on about it, it if you're down. Yeah. So and great. I think what I like about it too is, um, <laughs> it means that they're, because sometimes I think I can feel pressure from people wanting to hang out with me, whatever. A lot of people can feel that way. And I think that I like to know that people are doing lots of stuff behind the scenes instead of just waiting for like the next hangout. Does that make sense? Uh, I don't know how to, no, I, I don't know how I'm going to explain it. It makes sense. Like it's just, they're yeah. not just like looking for the next hangout with a friend, but they, they have life going on in between too. 
not totally. all the pressure is just on their friendships. I don't know how to explain it, but this is this is like weird. Kind of hates insecurity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate insecurity. No, no, no. Okay, okay. You know what? Though this is okay. This is like I'm not. It just bugs anymore, me. But this is no. dating, this is dating advice I got from someone a long time ago. Was they were like, you know, the whole thing of like people will be like, oh wait, this long to respond between texts. They're like, that's oh, right. the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. They're like, what well, you? Sh-. The reason that that behavior can be attractive yeah. this is a great is because, example is because yeah. they want to know that you have other stuff going on in your life yeah, yeah. so what you should do yeah. is live a life where you don't always <laughs> have time so to reply true. to text yeah. right away but yeah. if you do have time to reply to text right away just do it like don't don't pretend yeah. that you don't just, yeah. yeah that's just, exactly yeah. it so, like i like yeah. knowing so, that my friends yeah. are living life in between the time that we it, hang out exactly so if you knew that someone <laughs> wasn't responding to your text because they, they were doing interesting things that'd be cool if you yeah. knew that someone was waiting that's aloof. not attractive yeah. that's just like the cringiest thing you've <laughs> ever heard so there's a level at which like yeah you you would attract friends by like yeah living a full life mm. and a, a joyful life that's and exactly whatnot. yeah mm. Um, we have one more thing, but did Instagram, we posted oh, on Instagram. Yeah, Are there any questions for Jesse? But we didn't even Let's announce see. on Instagram that we had a potty podcast. Sorry. Like, I'm not sure about Sorry that. Sorry for that little short form. Um, <laughs> okay. I've got a couple. Okay. Wait, how do you see all the questions? There. Yeah. So here's one. <laughs> oh boy. How does he do it all? <laughs> how do you do it all? <laughs> um... Yeah, we kind of went over time management. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we did. I think, like, if, I don't know, we could add to it a little bit. Like, keep your momentum up, I guess, a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. just, and that's something I'm, like, you're constantly battling with. But whenever you overthink it, you have momentum. And I definitely struggle with overthinking. I'm, like, not proud of everything I make. And sometimes mm-hmm. you, you can get, like, caught up in that. And I, I struggle with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something that you have been contemplating recently hmm can we come back to that one sure um what is the most challenging part of the songwriting process well this is well the antithesis to like keeping your momentum up is editing Mm. and oh so for a lot of people, editing is not a challenge because they haven't even learned the first lesson of like momentum. I feel like I've finally sort of learned momentum about like, don't overthink it, just get it on paper mm-hmm. and like write it all out. And now it's like, I've sort of learned to accept my own ideas and now I have to like learn how to edit them. Like the whole joke hmm. about like write drunk, edit sober. Yeah, I don't yeah, get drunk, yeah, yeah. but it's like write without inhibitions and then mm-hmm. edit with lots of inhibitions. Mm-hmm. And some people make art that is like unedited and that's really dope too. Like yeah. I actually think there's like, if anyone there's likes King Gizzard and the Lizard mm-hmm. Wizard, they put it like four albums a year. Hmm. They are just grinding it out. Like they just love to like not overthink it and put it out. There's something really cool about that too. Hmm. And then some people are trying to make like masterpieces. Hmm. I don't think I'm like trying to do that yet. Mm-hmm. So it's fine that I'm kind of just like putting it whatever. But I think at some point I want to learn how to edit more and like be like, is this lyric true in the deepest sense? And like, do mm-hmm. I really believe? Like I haven't really thought that much about that yet. I've just been trying to like not overthink it. So mm-hmm. now that I'm learning that lesson, I think I have to learn the other lesson. So mm-hmm. that's hard for me. Right. What is your favorite Christmas tradition? <laughs> or another way to kind of ask that might be like, what's something that is like Christmas to you? You know? Mm. Like, Good question. Um, I think just like Christmas in, in the like 
like in the Christmas. But I think I think like sentimentality and religious traditions are like pretty separated for me in my mind, for better mm-hmm. or for worse. Like, I genuinely take time around Christmas to reflect on the incarnation, and that's beautiful and awesome but it almost mm-hmm. feels like a separate thing from christmas to me it's like mm-hmm. advent and christmas are almost two different things mm-hmm. i think like for christmas it's just sort of about like the homey feeling so like right. whenever i see f- old friends and family it's just i mean that's what half the christmas songs are about but right. yeah, it just yeah, it yeah. goes hard yeah. it's like um, <laughs> it goes hard it goes so your hard. favorite christmas tradition is going just home going home oh see my parents shout out to my parents love it shout out to your parents and then uh what is something that you've been contemplating recently I think I've been thinking about how much does location and people matter or is there like amazing stuff everywhere Mm. or should it be even that you shouldn't even think about that and think more about creating it like Mm. I had one friend who's just a really wonderful person and so it kind of hit me that like every, every place I see him it seems like he has such good community but it's like oh it's kind of more that like it's more him than anything mm. and so it's like maybe I, I love being grateful for Hamilton I really like Hamilton but mm-hmm. sometimes it's like oh I don't want to ever make it an idol or think that this is like the only place where this can be found or even if it's not it's like you should want to bring community and things to other mm. cities as well so that's just something that mm. is on my mind occasionally and somewhat mm. recently mm. cool cool well um Earlier we were talking a little bit about challenges and stuff. Uh, we kind of have something that we want to do. So we are constantly impressed about how you can drum with anything anywhere. Uh-oh. You don't need you don't need a drum set. For example, we had choir practice the other day at church, okay. and Jesse's the drummer for mm-hmm. the song we're doing on Sunday, and he drummed on like a rubber made container. <laughs> and it, it was, was full of Lego. It was great. It, it sounded amazing. So Adrian and I we we took out the keyboard. And we really want to play. We're going to give you a choice between two songs. We're going to give you a minute to just go find some materials for your drum. Yeah, like um, in the room? In the yeah, room. in the room. Yeah, in the so yeah, yeah. so your two song choices are Psycho Freak by Camila Cabello or I Wish I Missed My Ex by I'm Mahalia. Psycho Freak. No. <laughs> Psycho Freak. I like both songs, but okay. Psycho Freak has the best drums of all time. Please okay. hold while we set up. Okay. So we just took a couple minutes and Jesse ran around the kitchen and living room to find some stuff that he put together and we just set up to do a never practiced version first time of Camila Cabello's Psycho, Psycho Freak. Freak. But Jesse, can you tell us what are you playing today? Uh, we've got an upside down pan for our bass drum. <laughs> Cast iron, by the Cast way. Cast iron. <laughs> nice. Uh, we've got a uh, egg whisk. beater whisk for... Um, Hi-hats. Amazing. And then we've got a spatch, upside-down spatula as a snare because you kind of just hit it with two fingers a little bit separately. So it's like this. Amazing. Amazing. And then we've got this candle as a chime. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's so sick. That's the set, and we're gonna we're gonna just we're gonna do this song. We're gonna do this song. Okay. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, one, two, three, four. Feeling like a psycho freak sometimes. Try to get connected, no Wi-Fi. Tell me that you love me, are you lying? Give me lemonade, I'll give you lines. House on the hills is a house of cards. Blink in the 
the fairy tale falls apart. Sorry, didn't mean to get so dark. Maybe I'm an alien, Earth is hard. Sometimes I don't trust the way I feel. On my Instagram, talking about I'm ill. Worrying if I got sex appeal. Hoping that I don't drive off this hill. When we're making love, I wanna be there. I don't wanna feel you pulling my hair. Jesse, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Uh, always to close out, we have two questions that we ask people. All right. um, the first of which is, how do you take your coffee? Uh, black, unless it's latte. Okay. Love it. No, duh. So. Duh. And right now, what's one of your or what's your favorite song? What have you been crushing this week? Um. Uh, what's that? What do you, what do you call like your uh, circadian by falling out? Whoa. I don't know that song. I don't know it either. Weird choice. They're like a, I don't even know if this is the right genre, but like space new metal. Oh, sorry. Like Christian space new metal from the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But they just make this weird, like trippy atmospheric music. I was like obsessed with them in high school. I would edit Photoshop them for hours and hours. But I randomly had that song come up on Shuffle and I never really paid attention to it before. It was like something I would listen mm-hmm. to in a full album cycle. And just for some reason, it like hit the sweet spot in my brain this weekend. I've been like listening to Circadian by following up on repeat. Love it. I love it. That's sick. It's been such a blast. So Always. Fun. Talk Bye. to you soon. Bye.